You are listening to the Star Coach Podcast with Meg Rentschler, Episode 27. Welcome to Star Coaches, the show for professional coaches that brings you coaching strategies, tools, and resources. Whatever your focus or niche, take a front seat weekly as industry leaders, decision makers, and innovators share their wisdom and expertise on the ins and outs of successful coaching. Now join your host, Meg Rentschler as she connects you with your star coaching potential. Hello and welcome to the Star Coach Show. I'm your host, Meg Rentschler, executive and mentor coach and coach educator. The show's been out for a few months now and we've had wonderful guests sharing their expertise on topics such as business building, branding, social media, video, coaching in organizations, getting past clients blocks, and so much more. They've shared about coaching in school systems, the corporate world, doing individual work with people around writing books and creating incredible outcomes. If this is your first visit to the show, welcome. And I encourage you to visit the show on iTunes or starcoachshow.com and access some of the past episodes that might be of interest to you. If you are a regular visitor who has been with us all along, welcome back. Thrilled to have you here. In addition to having our expert guests come on, occasionally I'll focus on a topic that I believe will be helpful based upon my experience as someone who's been trained in both psychotherapy and coaching, who's worked with people for over 30 years, helping them create positive changes in their lives, first as a therapist, then as a coach as well as being a coach instructor in two different coach training programs and being able to hear the interests of coaches and, and what are some of the things that, that might move us forward. So, for example, in episode 13, I explored how we can use the four agreements from the same titled book in our work as coaches. I received an inspirational calendar at Christmas time that gives a new thought for each day, and I might have even have mentioned it on one of my past shows. I received this from one of my former students turned client and friend. Now, my current students know all about this calendar because I often find that the saying of the day is very applicable to something that we're working on in class, so I'll share it with them. So those of you who are my current students out there are probably like, yeah, we know about that calendar. But it's that very calendar that led to the inspiration for this show. The other day, the message on my calendar was a quote from one of my favorite authors, Dr. Brene Brown. It said, Vulnerability is the birthplace of innovation, creativity, and change. That quote is from Brene Brown's second TED Talk. And it made me think about the students that I work with, and how when we begin something new, we can experience feelings of vulnerability. I often hear from coaching students after the first couple weeks of their very first module in the program that coaching is a different conversation than they had originally thought it was when they first entered the program. Now, a side note, this is probably due to the frequent use of the word coaching when discussing many different types of conversations like management correction, uh, consulting, mentoring, 
and other kinds of conversations. And that's actually a whole different topic. But I wanted to bring it up in this conversation to point out that we can begin something thinking that we know what it's all about and then feel very vulnerable when we realize that there's many new skills involved in that and that maybe we aren't as well-versed or skillful in a particular trait that we thought we were. And then realizing there's so much more to learn and that might impact our confidence and increase our feelings of vulnerability. That can happen to us at any point. You know, we might go into a new coaching engagement thinking that we kind of understand all that there is and then realize that there's more there for us to learn and we can feel some vulnerability in the midst of that. So today's show is looking at tapping into that vulnerability, not only to embrace innovation, creativity, and change, which is key, but also to embrace being a more whole person and working around a term that Dr. Brene Brown has coined called wholehearted living. Now, Dr. Brown is a leading expert on shame, authenticity, and belonging. She's applied her years of research to the concept of wholehearted living, that way of engaging in the world from a place of worthiness. If you haven't heard Dr. Brown speak, she's dynamic and brave in her speaking and in her writing. She has a willingness to be authentic and vulnerable in her talks and in her writings. I strongly encourage you to watch her TED Talks on vulnerability and shame, and she addresses the concepts of vulnerability in her book, Daring Greatly, How the Courage to be Vulnerable Transforms the Way that We Live, Love, parent, and learn. The concept of living from a place of wholeheartedness, which is the focus of this show, is the focus of her book, The Gifts of Imperfection. Let go of who you think you're supposed to be and embrace who you are. Now, I want you to digest the title of that book for just a second and think about how Rare it might be that we view any imperfections that we might have as a gift or that those imperfections give us a gift. Yet, as Dr. Brown points out, quote, owning our own story and loving ourselves through the process is the bravest thing that we ever do, end quote. This is a journey that we embark on, hopefully each and every day, and that we partner with our clients to do as well. Now, you might be in a place of thinking, Meg, what in the world would make you choose to focus on the work of an author and researcher who focuses on shame and vulnerability? Aren't there more inspiring and positive things we could do this show on? Well, the truth is that just like with many things in life, you have to see both sides of the equation to get the full picture. And Dr. Brown's research on shame and vulnerability is what brought stories of strength, resiliency, and compassion to light. Now, as I've said before, I'm a bit of a research junkie. 
I really enjoy learning the things that we can from different research studies, from digging deep and studying different subjects. It's truly fascinating. And Brene Brown's research is really complex and heartening to me. The way that she compiles and shares her data brings new light to our human nature and all about the way that we look at our strengths and our challenges. She interviews people about their stories, about their experiences, and as coaches, we can certainly understand the importance of story. I wanted to share her work with you. My original thought was that we would focus on how to coach our clients to wholeheartedness. But then I thought again, and as we've discussed before on this show, we must do individual work as coaches ourselves to to be in our best place as we partner with our clients to walk their path. So I changed the focus of the show simply to being wholehearted. As we walk our path as individuals and explore what has been learned from others, who live a wholehearted life, we can then envision sharing this work with our clients. So over this week and next, we're going to explore Dr. Brown's work on wholehearted living and learn how it is in acknowledging our gremlins, our fears, our vulnerabilities, and loving ourselves through it all that we can better access our strengths and we are, could then be better able to partner with our clients to understand the gifts of their imperfections as they walk their paths. This week, we will explore what Dr. Brown terms our gifts of imperfection, courage, compassion, and connection. Part of being human is that we struggle with the shame and fear of not being enough. In the three decades that I've worked with people and through my over five decades of life, I realized that this, this struggle is very much a part of, of who we are. One thing I've often noted is that the people most intent on convincing others that they're in control, that they don't need other people, perhaps they even show disdain for people who need or people who reach out, uh, that they're in a place of judgment and arrogance. What I've realized about an underlying currency in those people is that many times there's a great many insecurities hiding behind that arrogant facade and many times a lack of self-love within. There's a vulnerability of letting our true selves be seen and known by others that can be scary, but what we've learned from people who live wholehearted lives is that it's not better to present as perfect as having all the answers of being in control all the time and hiding any flaws, that in fact, doing that can come at a great cost. And the cost would be of living less than a wholehearted life. Dr. Brown collects stories from thousands of men and women across the country. She sees patterns and studies those patterns. So when we study the patterns of the people who are embracing their imperfections and vulnerabilities and living 
a wholehearted life because they're able to see themselves in the big picture, to see the imperfections along with the perfection. Those people are able to better live authentically in joy and belonging and gratitude. And this is what made her, once again, coin that term, wholehearted, because it's people who live and love with their whole hearts. So a key element that I want you to think about as you apply wholeheartedness to yourself is that while how much we know and understand ourselves is critically important, there's something even more essential to living a wholehearted life, and that is the ability to truly love ourselves. I realize that this is not necessarily a new concept. We've heard about loving ourselves. It's been in literature. It's, it's been in mainstream talk. We often hear that to truly love another person, we must love ourselves first. Certainly, in understanding ourselves and understanding our, our strengths and vulnerability is one of those things that taps into creating awareness, which is one of our core competencies as a coach. We want to help our clients leverage both their strengths and their weaknesses. But the aspect about this work that seems slightly unique to me is the concept of self-love through acknowledging and appreciating that our imperfections bring gifts to us. So how can we maximize our contribution by practicing courage, compassion, and connection? It is courageous to speak honestly and openly about who we are, about the things we're feeling in our experiences, those experiences that make us feel good and empowered, as well as those that make us feel maybe vulnerable or exposed or less than confident. It might be tempting to only speak about successes from the things that make us feel proud and smart and confident. Yet what we're learning about wholeheartedness is that in order to be truly approachable and really connect with others, we must also acknowledge our imperfections. You know, when I first started teaching in the executive coaching program at UTD, I was a little anxious. I wanted so badly to bring value to help students coming through the program learn about coaching and build their skills. I certainly did not want to come from a place of vulnerability. Well, I can honestly say after teaching hundreds of classes and mentoring hundreds of students that I truly believe that people learn just as much, if not more, from our stumbles as they do from our successes. That there is an appreciation to being able to hear from both sides. Actually, many times... I believe that we learn more from times that we've stumbled and are willing to share that and course correct along the way. One thing that seems to come as a surprise sometimes to students first coming into a coaching program is that in the core competency criteria for master certified coach, the top coaching level, there are frequently criteria about the coach being comfortable with not knowing within the relationship. That 
the coach is willing to be vulnerable with the client and have the client be vulnerable with the coach. It really takes courage to be okay with not having the answers, especially if we're feeling like that's the expectation from our client, that we're going to give them the answers. That can create a sense of panic or insecurity at first, particularly for new coaches. As we grow in our coaching and become comfortable with being curious and not knowing, it creates vulnerability in a really warm, comfortable space rather than that fearful, anxious place. You know, I don't believe that we can go through life without having those experiences that leave us feeling embarrassed or wishing that we had said something else or responded in a different way. You know, those times in life where we wish we had a mulligan to do it over. As Dr. Brown states, the heart of compassion is really acceptance. And the better we are at accepting ourselves and others, the more compassionate we can become. Part of her work on compassion relates to letting go of judgment and criticism instead of setting boundaries. As Dr. Brown states, the heart of compassion is really acceptance, and the better we are at accepting ourselves and others, the more compassionate we become. Part of her work on compassion relates to letting go of judgment and criticism, and instead setting boundaries creating clear expectations, and holding people accountable for their behaviors. Being wholehearted means that we practice these concepts for ourselves, and as a coach, we practice them with our clients. We are accountability partners for our clients. And also, the relationship benefits by clearly setting up expectations and an understanding of the coaching relationship. That's what we do in our coaching agreement. How Do we let go of judgment or a belief that we might be holding on to that the client should do something specific or we really believe that if they only did this, it would resolve this issue for them? My belief is that the moment we realize that we're holding on to a belief about what's best for our client or we're trying to attempt to convince them, maybe through, quote, inquiry, but inquiry that's really directive, Get back to being curious and letting the client determine the best path. Because as coaches, we honor the client as the expert in his or her life and work and believe that every client is creative, resourceful, and whole. That is a quote from the ICF. Because as coaches, we honor the client as the expert in his or her life and work and believe that every client is creative, resourceful, and whole. This is something that is created through the ICF. Now, the third gift of imperfection, according to Dr. Brown, is connection. The energy that exists between people when they feel seen, heard, and valued. That's one of the true gifts of coaching. When we partner with our clients to truly see them, hear them, and value them. We're wired for connection. Connection is a part of who we are as human beings. It impacts the way that our brain develops and performs. So in order to be wholehearted, it's vital for us to pay attention to our relationships, our sense of loving and belonging. 
Worthiness is key. To be wholehearted, we have our own work to do and to pay attention to what barriers we put in the way of our own worthiness. Many times these come in the form of ifs and whens. If I'm only thinner, or if I could only be smarter, or more connected, when I make this much money, or land this many clients, or have this much experience, what work might we need to do to increase our own worthiness and to be truly authentic and spontaneous with our clients, understanding that, yeah, we all have work to do, but how can we start from a place of worthiness? In order to be authentic, to truly show up and be real in our lives, with our families, with our friends, with our clients, we have to make a daily practice of letting go of who we think we're supposed to be, and embrace who we truly are. And we have these three gifts of imperfection, courage, compassion, and connectedness. And we continue to work with those gifts to practice a wholehearted life and to help our clients explore wholeheartedness. Now, Dr. Brown gives us 10 guideposts to becoming more courageous and embracing our authenticity. And we're going to explore those guideposts in next week's show. So I hope you enjoyed our first look into the concept of wholeheartedness. I look forward to sharing more with you next week. I want to thank you for joining the show today and encourage you to visit starcoachshow.com on the resource page, we'll have more information about Dr. Brene Brown's work. And while you're on site, I encourage you to sign up for our book giveaway. The current book in the giveaway is Results Coaching, which is authored by Fran Schuster and her business partners. It is a great addition for any coach's library. We've already given away some awesome books, and we have many more to come. But you can't win if you don't sign up. So go to starcoachshow.com and get your name in the drawings. Feel free to leave feedback about the show. There's a survey on site as well as the comment section that you can send me a comment. If you are finding value in the show, I would really appreciate a rate and review on iTunes. So this is Meg Rentschler wishing you the very best for your coaching success. We'll talk to you next week.